This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. So I hear Kanye West is starting a church. Actually, he's already started a church. I'm putting air quotes around church. Uh, He started this church back in January 2019. And Easter Sunday 2019 at Coachella, 50,000 people showed up to this church service uh, where they sang popular music and some gospel music and sold $70 T-shirts and sweatshirts for $225 and $50 socks that said things like Holy Spirit and Trust God and Sunday service at the mountain. It was publicized in several articles about this church. People Magazine actually broke the story that Kanye West is considering actually launching a church. And in this, they quote a source that said that Kanye is extremely passionate about his faith and wants to share it more regularly with people. He spends a lot of time studying and praying and wants to share his journey. And Kim Kardashian and Elle magazine said, it's honestly more like a healing experience for my husband. She said, it's just music. There's no sermon. It's definitely something he believes in, Jesus. And there's a Christian vibe, but there's no preaching. It's just a very spiritual Christian experience. On Jimmy Kimmel, Kim Kardashian said, there's no praying. There's no sermon. There's no word. It's just music. And it's just a feeling. Well, I ask you, is that church? Is that Christianity? I'm going to answer that for myself. And I'm going to say hell no with an emphasis on hell. Because in my Bible, and I, I mean, the Bible is the book that you use when you're a Christian. Uh, and we can argue about whether the Bible was commanded by, you know, King James and commissioned by the counselor. You know, we can get into that. Man, did man pick these books or whatever? But if you're a Christian, a follower of Christ, uh, the word is important. Yes, it's not just a feeling. Christianity is a relationship. Actually, the 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 following of the life of Jesus, the following of the deeds of Jesus and Jesus's own commission was to go out and make disciples, teaching them the word, teaching them the word, teaching them the gospel. You have to teach the gospel. So let's I'm going to do a whole podcast series on teaching and learning, because I think we're missing something in, in today's society where people think that they can just go out and do things without having any experience whatsoever. I think, you know, we're in an insta, insta world where people are insta famous. You know, you can get on, on YouTube and become an overnight sensation. You, you, can, you can get on, on Instagram and become a quote unquote influencer and make millions of dollars. You can be like that, that dude, Logan, whatever his name is, who has no talent doing anything and become famous. You can be a Kardashian and not, don't, not do anything sing, dance, act, nothing at any high level, and have millions of people follow you. This is the world we're living in, but it is upside down. It is not right. Um, And I'm going to say that not out of any, you know, envy or whatever. It's just, it is written. This this is not right. And so I want to say, you know, if you are parking yourself in front of, you know, a screen to go to Sunday service with Kanye, Don't think that you're going to have a relationship, a real one with God, because Kanye can't lead you. Kanye doesn't have the experience, the wisdom, the knowledge or the background. And I'm going to go one step further. I don't even know if he is a Christian. And here's why. Okay, full disclosure. 
I did a book with a woman named Donda West, who happens to be Kanye's mom. It's called Raising Kanye. And I spent a great deal of time with Donda West. And we, we came pretty close because you become close with people that you work on a project that is so personal. And this book was her journey. Unfortunately, she didn't get to tell her full story because during the process, there were so many things that we had to take out, things that I will have to take to my grave because that was my promise to her, but things that would have freed a lot of people out there if she were willing to be public about her, her full life, right? But she couldn't do it because she was constantly uh, concerned with the image, which actually led her to the plastic surgery that ended her life. I remember having a conversation with her uh, before she went into the hospital. And I was like, why do you need to have plastic surgery? You're beautiful. And she was like, no, I'm, you know, I'm getting older. And, you know, when I when I'm on tour with Kanye or whatever, and he's on, you know, performing on stage and the camera pans and I'm in the wings, I want them to see Kanye's fly mother not his older mother. I need them to see, you know, he deserves to have a fly mother. And I'm like, you are fly. But, you know, I digress. Fast forward, Donda West passes, and I ended up doing a book with Kris Jenner. Uh, I published it, actually, under Karen Hunter Books, called Kris Jenner and All Things Kardashian. I had an imprint at Simon & Schuster. And Chris and I became, you know, kind of cool. You know, I edited her book. We spent some time together. And she set up a meeting with Kanye to come up to talk about his book. So I set the meeting up on the 17th floor at Simon & Schuster, which is the executive suite. We were in this conference room. I, I bring in the head of marketing and the head of publicity and the, one of the big editors up there. And I'm in the room and another person and Chris Jenner and Kanye, and we're sitting around this big conference room table, and we're having a dis discussion. And you know, as we're talking, and let me back up a little bit. When Donda was alive and I was doing her book, she also set up a meeting with me and Kanye to talk about doing a book project that he wanted. It was a please and thank you or something, and he wanted to you know, do this book. And I sat with him for an hour. And during that whole hour, this man never looked me in my face, never made eye contact. He spent the whole time basically on this narcissistic rant about how great this book was going to be. And I, you know, at that time, I was um, in writer slash reporter mode, which means that I'm completely diminished. Like I, I never come into a room as a reporter or as a writer, as a journalist, um, as my as my full self, because I'm there to actually gather information to disseminate it out to people. So I'm completely ghost. I'm I'm background Karen. In this room uh, with with Kanye uh, as publisher, I'm foreground Karen. And so I'm asking him questions, and he didn't like the challenges. And somehow we got around to, to God. And I don't know how. I think he might have brought it up. He started in with, you know, um, I'm God. This computer is God. So he had a MacBook computer, a silver one that he had custom made into a matte black finish. And he was like, this computer is God. Steve Jobs is God. And, you know, God is art, and God is. And I'm like, no, God is God. God is not this computer, Steve Jobs, or you. God is actually God, and God is much greater than any of these things. You and we got into it, and I could see Chris Jenner getting a little uncomfortable because it got heated because I was offended, not for, you know, God's sake, but how dare you arrogantly sit here, first of all, and have the nerve to put yourself in the same breath as God. But in that moment, you know, it was like I, don't, I knew that he didn't believe in God, so anything was God to him. And then he didn't like the challenge, so he just stopped talking to me and started talking to the white men in the room. 
And I guess it didn't dawn on him that, that they couldn't make the decision about whether or not he was going to get a book deal. That, was gotta, that had to come through me. It was my publishing house. So anyway, fast forward. Uh, I left that meeting feeling like this guy was godless um, and lost. And that was 10 years ago. Not even 10 years ago. It was more like eight years ago. And fast forward, I still think that he's godless and lost. And to have the unmitigated gall to hold a quote-unquote church service with no word, no scripture, no sermon, and no experience, background, or wisdom in the word is antithetical to Christ. I would even venture to say antichrist. So my question to you, do you think that's church? Am I being too harsh? When I think about Jesus, right, um, I don't think about somebody that could even sell you T-shirts for $70. This is a man that took two fish and five loaves and fed 5,000. This is a man, and, and T.D. talks about this too, he crushed the fish and crushed the bread and multiplied it thousands times over and had leftovers and didn't ask anybody for anything. He washed the feet of his disciples. This is a man that said, you know, if somebody asks you for your coat, give them your tunic too. If a man asks you to walk a mile, you walk too. Like this is, this is sacrifice. This is giving when he, you know, when he talks about blessed are the poor, blessed are, I mean, this is that person, right? But what I want to focus on is the preparation that Kanye doesn't have to lead a church, right? So Jesus, we see him as a baby. We see him at, at 12. I think he's in Egypt. What's he doing in Egypt? Oh, he's studying. He's studying. His parents are looking for him. He's studying with the masters. So we know at a very early age that Jesus is already a student of the scripture. And he's studying the Torah, right? He's in the Bible with the preachers and the rabbis, right? But we don't hear from Jesus again until when? 18 years later, he's 30. He's 30, 18 years. So Jesus, the son of God, the most perfect human to walk this earth, the man referenced in every religious book from the Torah to the Bible to the, to the Quran, right? 18 years, we don't hear from him. What was he doing for those 18 years? He was getting prepared because if you believe in God, you know, you believe in God, you know that there's a season for everything, and you know that there's a process for everything. God doesn't just make, boom, snap his fingers, and trees pop out of the ground. No, you have to plant a seed, right? If it's an oak tree, you have to plant an acorn. That acorn has to take root. The root, the shoot comes up. It takes several years for that little green shoot to turn into something harder that becomes an oak tree, a mighty oak, or even bamboo, whatever kind of tree you want to eat. Tomatoes you can get in a couple of weeks maybe, right? But even that takes time. You're not going to get a tomato overnight. Everything takes time. It's seasoning. It's quickening. And yes, you know, you can go through trials and tribulations and be able to share things with people and inspire people. But to start a church, to preach and lead? No, 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 no. And if you're going to park your hind parts, and I say this all the time, in a church that's not feeding you anything but junk food, you need to leave. If that church isn't holding you accountable to being a better person, if that church pastor isn't elevating you in accordance to the word and not in a legalistic way. So I'm not, you know, I'm not downing this process of Kanye's because of its 
lack of tradition. I'm all for the untraditional. I'm not for the traditional church. I think two or more gathered is good. I think that's good. However we get there, however we lead people, it can be as unconventional as you want it to be, but it has to be rooted in something solid, the actual word. So for Kim to say there's no praying, how is there church without praying? No sermon, no word, just music, just music, just music. Mm. In heaven, there's a story about the most beautiful angel, the most beautiful angel who was the leader, worship leader, music, the, the minister of music in heaven, the most beautiful among the angels, the light bearer, Lucifer. So jealous of God's power that, that uh, he couldn't take it and led a revolt, Lucifer. Music, the drumbeat is so powerful, especially for us, but it is also the carrier of, of powerful messages, but it is also the tool and weapon used to take your mind and your soul. So my message today, um, so many people out there are, are seeking something. If you're really seeking a relationship with God, seek the relationship with God, start in that Bible. And I wouldn't start at Genesis. I would start at Matthew. I would start right there, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and start reading the things in red because that's the journey that I took, and it was really eye-opening. I would then, you know, go to different books. You know, T.D. Jakes has a bunch of great books. So does Creflo. Uh, oh, my gosh. I mean, we can, we can go down the list. I can give you a whole reading list, which I think I, I will. I'm going to go on Twitter and just, you know, hashtag a bunch of books. But, you know, this is a journey and a process, and, and every day you have to pray and connect with that spirit that is connected to God, that is with you, which is why you don't have to go, and I know this is going to make some Catholics mad, you don't have to go into a booth and confess your sins to any man to tell you what to do with God. You should have your own relationship with God. That is written. That is written. That's why Jesus died, so we would never have to go through anybody. We got a direct line, all right, through him. Thank you. All right, so... Finally, in closing, <laughs> how do you follow someone who is lost? How do you follow? It is very clear from the TMZ interview to the, the showing up at uh, the White House and the wearing of the MAGA hat. And it's not just the MAGA hat. It was all of this praise and platitudes on someone who clearly is not operating in the spirit of God. The I'm not even getting into the bipolar. I'm not going to talk about the blood sacrifice. I'm not going to talk about any of that. But I'm going to say that this man is still seeking something. He is still quite lost. Still quite caught up in fame and commercialism. Not, not at all the humble man that Jesus was. Right. And you don't have to do it just because Jesus had a whole bunch of disciples that were very different. I kind of took a liking to Peter myself because Peter cut off somebody's ear. I, th I think I could do that. Uh, I think I'm in, you know, Paul, very rigid. You know, there were so many disciples that had so many different personalities, but they all had one spirit and one mission. And I don't think that that's Kanye's mission. I think he's still trying to find his. So I leave you with this. How do you follow someone who is lost? How do you follow someone who is still finding his way? Hit me up on Twitter at Karen Hunter. And uh, till next time.